0: Is the main event. Whatcha gonna do? If you're some man! Best there is, best there was, best there ever will be! Yeah. Yeah. yeah! I am the game, Costco said so. Oh my god! What I'd like to have right now. Rest in peace, Water be the man, you gotta beat the man! Are you Ready. Everyone has a price. Yeah,
1: i come here to fight. And innovation here. Let's go to our ring announcer. Introducing your old school pro wrestling nostalgia podcast, Beyond the Bell.
2: Boys and girls, welcome back to Beyond the Bell on the SNS Radio Network, your home for all things nostalgia in the world of professional wrestling. Sean Beckerman back with you to go through the annals of time to relive the greatest and worst in sports entertainment. I'm excited to be back as we get ready for WrestleMania season. And we all know the kickoff to the road to WrestleMania is the Royal Rumble. Now, I know last week I stated that we would go over the history of Starcade on our next edition. And I promise you, we already have part of that show recorded in the can. We have another portion to go through and it will be released Coming up next week on Beyond the Bell, we just had some delays in the production of BTB over the past couple of weeks. There's been uh, the flu bug running through my household as my entire family was suffering from the flu. Like I mentioned on previous editions, I lost my voice at one point. And once I was better, my other family members getting sick, my son, my wife, All battling, but we are okay. We're getting through it and we're picking back up with content here on Beyond the Bell. So I could have released Starcade this week, but I wanted to relive Rumble history, Royal Rumble history on Beyond the Bell as the Royal Rumble is coming up this Sunday. So instead of covering the Rumble after. 2015 edition i decided to jump ahead with this rumble special and then present starcade to you next week as we officially kick off the road to wrestlemania and we all know the wrestlemania for wcw and the nwa was starcade so it kind of fits together as we kick off our road to to the granddaddy of them all so this week i decided to take a little different turn as we'll look back at the worst performances in royal rumble history some records and stats of the rumble and the fate of the rumble winners so buckle up we get pumped for the 2015 edition of the royal rumble coming up this sunday and after this quick timeout get ready to relive the worst performances in rumble
1: history the sns radio network is an affiliate of highspots.com so when you go to the sns radio network site click on the high spots banner on the main page and it takes you directly to Highspots. Now, I'm not saying you need to buy something from Highspots.com, but if you do, you're helping to support the SNS Radio Network by going through Highspots on the link on the SNS Radio Network page. And every purchase gives a kickback to the SNS Radio Network, helping us keep all the programming here free for you.
0: It's Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michael, and you are listening on SNS Radio Network. I'm not Balls don't Oh, there he, go. he threw him out from the floor. Steps in. Whoa.
1: Oh, and he's back with a 360. The king of the unibrow. <laughs> oh, what? Good lord. What's was No, it wasn't no. Me. No.
2: Over the past 25 years, there have been many great performances and many more that have failed to impress on top of it. With it being announced that the Royal Rumble match at one point would consist not just of 30, but 40 participants, we were bound to witness even more moments take place. From 30 eliminations to 40, the Rumble has provided us with so many memorable moments and performances from its superstars. Now, of course, we can cover the greatest performances in Rumble history, as there have been many, and we've covered those moments on the history of the Royal Rumble in previous editions. But I decided to take a different turn, a different look at performances in the Rumble, as we would like to cover the worst superstar performances inside the squared circle that would lead to uh, an opportunity to gain a main event spot at wrestlemania we can look back at the awesomely bad moments that we all attempted to forget and do in part to this edition, they will not wipe away from our minds. It will be embedded. These worst performances will never forget. Let's start off with the year 2000 in Rumble history. May Young, the most brutal way possible the image of Mae Young stripping her clothes off. At the 2000 edition Royal Rumble, Mae Young won the Miss Rumble pageant and then proceeded to attempt to strip her clothes off. I was there live in person in Madison Square Garden, and this was an example that worst performances cannot just include being inside the robot match itself but the event in its entirety seeing those saggy things what a sight and I still can remember it. it's burnt into my mind based while well, whether it was meant to be done or something that can be chalked up to elderly senility <laughs> is anyone's guess you can say but I have a tendency to believe that it's vince mcmahon's twisted humor based on how quickly people reacted to cover it up makes us believe that it may not have been meant to happen but mark henry was pretty swift to cover up the hall of famer and of course it fits that twisted demented wwf humor nevertheless it's a moment that none of us will ever forget also, that same year, Kai and Tai made impact in the Royal Rumble, but in a different way. Was there a more pathetic tag team in the Attitude Era than Kai and Tai in any aspect? From being the stereotypical Japanese stable with Yamaguchi-san, Choppy Choppy Yopipi with Val Venus, Taka and Funaki were apparently promised spots in the Rumble in 2000 only to be left off. Instead, we were treated to seeing these at one point they were glorified jobbers in the Attitude Era jump into the ring and attempt to eliminate people. They weren't even supposed to be in the match, but they decided to invade anyway. They we're both unsuccessful, of course, twice. Funaki actually was thrown out 3 times while Taka did it only twice. This was because Taka suffered a concussion on the second elimination. Now, let's use this term elimination very loosely. What made it worse was that Jerry the King Lawler took so much pride in Taka's injury that he made them show a replay of it while he laughed. Nothing says comedy like like blunt trauma. To the head especially now with concussions he was Taka was thrown over the top directly on his head it was a sickening spot and when you see Lawler laugh 15 years ago it makes people wonder you know what makes makes people amazed at the change in the WWE, especially with the wellness of the superstars and makes you wonder why was this so funny even 15 years ago terrible performances but memorable from takamishinoku and funaki kayentai let's go back six years prior to the year 2000 in 1994 the steiner brothers made an impression in the rumble howard finkel explained the rules In the 94 Rumble, by including the phrase, no friends, only foes, or should I say, no friends, only foes, someone should have given the memo to the Steiner brothers. The Steiner's make the list for attempting to bring a black eye to WWE when they refuse to fight each other during the Rumble match. Scott and Rick Steiner drew number one and number three respectively and were scheduled to fight amongst each other. Just like many other factions and tag teams have over the years, just like Demolition, historically being number one and number two. In protest, the company and, in fact, a slap in the face to Vince McMahon, they decided to not follow instruction and team up in a sense and on their way to wcw they decided to no sell the rumble and do basically what they wanted to the steiners shocked vince mcmahon on commentary when they did not care to fight one another and as a result the steiners were no longer a part of the wwf going forward another shoot style of action in the rumble because the Steiners did decide to negate any instruction that was given to them took business into their own hands in a sense and decided to not follow the rules of no friends only foes and they went from rumble bound on their way to atlanta bound in world championship wrestling Let's skip ahead to 1998 and McFoley. In '98, McFoley seemed determined to win the Rumble. That night, Foley used all three of his alter egos to try and be the last man standing in the match, as Cactus Jack, Mankind, and Dude Love, in that order. Foley failed to win despite having a 10% chance of winning. He was three of the 30. It would have been interesting if one of the alter egos lasted long enough that another one of Foley's entrance spots would have been scheduled only for nobody to come out. But conveniently, he was eliminated just in time for his next gimmick to make his way out to the ring. No one will, for- will, ever, will ever forget the three faces of Foley in the 1998 Royal Rumble. The world's strongest man, Mark Henry, makes our list. Within the same Rumble match was Mark Henry as Mick Foley, who was a member of the Nation of Domination at the time. Henry was one of the final six men in the match, and it lasted over 19 minutes inside the squared circle. So why is he considered to be on the list of worst performances? Mark was never officially eliminated. After ending up on the apron, Henry attempted to re-enter the ring by going through the ropes. However, Farouk hit Henry, which knocked him back through the ropes and out of the ring. Everyone knows that in order to be eliminated, you must go over the top rope with both feet touching the floor. Therefore, Mark Henry was still in and a part of the match, technically. This mistake was good enough for WWE. If you watch it closely enough, you can see Henry want to go back into the action, only to be told by an official to just stay out. As they have their headpieces in, of course, all the officials where they can communicate with the back to make sure the match goes in order. And as a result, Mark Henry should still be in the Royal Rumble. In 2005, Muhammad Hassan makes our list as he never was really appreciated until he was gone from the WWE. While he was still there... He had no shortage of enemies. When UPN wasn't criticizing him and forcing him out of his contract, he was entering the Royal Rumble and being ganged up upon. Hassan was picked apart by Edge, Jericho, Benoit, Booker T, Shelton Benjamin, and Luther Reigns. Normally, you need to be close to 7 feet tall and at least be 350 pounds to get that many men or superstars after you. For a guy who was destined to be a world champion, the payoff was taken away from Hassan. His build was like that of Rusev today, but of course less controversy, a lot less controversy. But the outside politics destroyed his character, especially dealing with the networks, especially UPN. And Hassan had a terrible performance in the Royal Rumble. Now, when we talk about giant disasters, we got to talk about Giant Gonzalez. The year 1993, the train wreck that was Giant Gonzalez was born in the 93 Rumble. This was when the giant with the skin suit and random hair patches came into the ring to eliminate the Undertaker. The scary thing was that looking at it now and instantly picturing the great Kali, is a sight to behold. Let's be honest. They were very similar in the way they were booked, these giant monsters, of course, heading after The Undertaker. And of course, that would lead to a WrestleMania IX match, the for, one of the forgotten matches of The Undertaker streak, the first disqualification, and only disqualification, of The Undertaker streak during WrestleMania. And it's amazing how scary it could have been that there were talks of Giant Gonzalez beating The Undertaker at WrestleMania, thus destroying the streak before it ever really began. Thus, Giant Gonzalez, a terrible performance in the Rumble, for the sheer fact that it all started at that event. In 2005, now ESPN analyst Jonathan Coachman was a part of the Raw Rumble. As most would agree, I myself, I'm not too fond of non-superstars non-wrestlers getting involved in the rumble match especially another star which we'll mention in just a bit a movie star actor i hate the gimmick spots in the rumble it should be taken there should be funny parts but it should be taken for the majority of the match seriously it's involving a main event slot for wrestlemania of course their biggest event of the year. So for non-wrestlers getting involved in the match, it's as if they're trying to prove something to all of us. This was as much of the same with Jonathan Jonathan Coachman, the coach. He entered the 2005 Rumble and was out rather quickly after being eliminated by the big show. It gave us all a big laugh, especially when you see that Coachman even looks like he tries to hang on and skin the cat, but can't do it the right way. Coach is the one laughing now, of course, because he has this awesome gig at ESPN. But I can also piggyback the coach's performance to other moments in the Rumble history, especially over the past couple of years with the commentators getting involved. Yes, I don't mind if it's a Booker T having his gear and and getting into the match because he was a former superstar. JBL. But we have Michael Cole, and of course, we knew when all three came out, Michael Cole, Jerry Lawler, you know, and then with JBL going in, it, it just, it wastes spots when you can have superstars or surprises, alumni come back. But overall, the non-wrestler participating in the Rumble, it's really a, a, a bad spot, and it could always lead to a, a worse performance. But no one will ever forget the coach, especially in the 2005 Royal Rumble. Then there was Finley in 2008. This one annoyed many fans out there because of the attention we always or the the true smart marks or the smart fan because of the attention that they meaning those fans not your prototypical uh casual fan or the general WWE universe fan we try to pay attention to the rules the rumble match is classically known as a no disqualification match yet Finley was DQ'd in 2008 for coming to the aid of his son Hornswoggle with a shillelagh in hand. The problem was we didn't know what was going on, but it was later explained to be that it wasn't the weapon being used, but that Finley entered earlier than the countdown allowed him to. He came in, came in before his spot was called upon coming in out of sequence. Since we all can see that the countdown hasn't been legitimate in many years, it was a lame cop-out. In reality, Hornswoggle should have never even been in the Rumble in the first place. I hate these spots, especially with Hornswoggle. I, I can enjoy him as a performer and respect what he does, but I hate him in the ring, in the Rumble. I hate when, especially last year, when we had El Torito in the Rumble, spinning around cm punk and obviously that was punk's last match in the company i hate those gimmick spots as well while hiding under the ring for most of the time in the match hornswoggle ended up with a time of 26 minutes and 57 seconds and never officially re-entered the match meaning he was never officially eliminated he should be with mark henry Regardless, his official time is better than all but four entrants. The Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, John Morrison, and Batista, respectively. John Cena, who won the match, lasted almost 19 minutes less than the Leprechaun. Then there was Daniel Pewter in 2005. The $1 million Tough Enough winner seemed to show some promise to bring the MMA feel to To professional wrestling. The problem was that Pewter was the best fighter in a season that also featured Ryback and The Miz, but was not the best entertainer. Not only did Pewter enter with the idea that he was going to win the Rumble, but they also gave him a microphone. After a promo that would make Michael McGillicuddy cringe, now Curtis Axel, Pewter was assaulted and purposely not thrown over the ropes for a few minutes until he fell out of the ring, seemingly out of WWE entirely. The promo could be (laughs) on the line of the mustache promo that we remember back in the NXT days. But Daniel Pewter definitely overall... A worse performance in general, regardless of when he was out there, but especially in the 2005 Rumble. Shelton Benjamin had a rather short stay in the Rumble in 2008 before you could say, ain't no stopping me now. The gold standard was out. Quite literally, Benjamin slid into the ring, leaped up on the rope where both The Miz and Morrison were standing, dazed and confused. After slamming both of their heads onto the ropes below he countered a CM Punk kick into Peter, only to eat a sweet chin music out of nowhere. Exit stage left, out the Rumble. This leads us to one of my, if not the worst moment in my eyes, was the performance of Drew Carey in 2001. I was unlucky enough for this spot to be there live in person in the Rumble, at the Rumble this year. Drew Carey was at the Rumble promoting an improv pay-per-view he was doing, but instead he was the only man standing in the ring at one point during a Royal Rumble match, a moment normally only enjoyed by the winners of the match or after a big spot of eliminating a numerous amount of superstars to feature a key guy in the match, such as Kane had all those years, Roman Reigns had it, you know, there were many superstars, Stone Cold, Steve Austin, but yet, true Carey had that spot as well. The next man to come out, the next superstar, the big red monster came, who looked at Carey, a native of Ohio, Cleveland, Ohio, and treated him like fellow Ohio great Pete Rose. It was the closest WWE ever came to a David Arquette moment. Terrible performance, but I don't blame Drew Carey. I blame the writers a terrible choice, one of the worst choices in Rumble history to include Drew Carey as a record participant in the Royal Rumble. Then there was the infamous Warlord entrance in the nineteen eighty nine rumble extravaganza the warlord lives on forever because of his performance in the 89 rumble after entering the ring the immortal hulk hogan eliminates the superstar it took literally two seconds for this to happen in the time it took to read the words you're eliminated (laughs) or to listen to gorilla monsoon say he's out of here The Warlord was gone. The Warlord has been eliminated seven times from the Royal Rumble. But it was entertaining. Yes, a terrible performance, but I don't mind these spots because they are different and it fits in to the number one, Santino Morella in 2009, a, a number one moment in many people's minds as a worse performance. You had to know that many countdown lists or discussions will consider this a top spot in terms of worst performances but it's entertaining yes it's a poor performance but i'll i'll take this over a drew carry entrance any day of the week now there are videos out there disputing if Santino was actually eliminated earlier than the warlord but does it matter really they both get mentioned annually in the Royal Rumble package video, of course, by the numbers segment. Besides, can't the Warlord get remembered for at least one thing? Santino is so funny, but the Warlord has that, that Rumble moment etched in his career. Marilla has been a two-time Intercontinental Champion, a tag team champion, you know, featured in many segments, and is a comedy character that can last, that had tremendous longevity in the WWE. But Santino's face when he said, I wasn't ready, I wasn't ready, when he got knocked out, priceless. These type of spots fit the Rumble. It should take you on highs and lows. Pat Patterson, the expert in booking the Rumble, knows when to get serious, knows when to throw in the funny spots, and makes it unique. And this spot is definitely one that can be considered a crucial spot in the match to bring you down when it's time to ramp up towards the high spot of the match but no one will ever forget the warlord and santino morella battling it out for the quickest elimination in rumble history and prior to that bushwhacker luke was in contention with coming in being thrown coming into the ring being thrown over the top rope directly the other side and continuing to walk back out the ring in the typical bushwhacker pose So I I would love to see a triple threat match. The Warlord Santino and Bushwhacker Luke in there. Last one standing is the worst performer in Rumble history winner. Let's make a a statue for that. The Warlord Bushwhacker Luke Santino Morella Memorial Trophy (laughs) for the worst Rumble performance. Well, Rumblers, after this quick break, we're going to go back and relive the fate of the Royal Rumble winners and how their careers progressed after winning this historic event.
1: Stay with us. Are you feeling down in the dumps because maybe you can't get the WWE Network? Maybe you'd like to watch Netflix from the American region. But since you're in another country, it doesn't work for you? Well, I've got the solution for you. The SNS Radio Network is recently affiliated with UnblockUs.com. If you go to the SNS Radio Network page and click the UnblockUs.com banner ad, you can sign up to get a VPN. Not sure what a VPN is? Well, it basically protects your identity online. Basically, it gives you an address online where the content you want becomes available. Here's how it works when you click the link on the SNS Radio Network banner, it takes you to UnblockUs.com. And from that link, you can sign up for a free one week trial. If you decide to sign up afterward, it's only $4.99 a month. And when you think about it, that's great savings. $4.99 a month allows you to watch American Netflix or any region of Netflix that you'd like to watch. And you can watch it on your PS3, your Xbox 360, any device you have, you're able to use with UnblockUs.com. You help to support the SNS Radio Network as they give a kickback to us to help keep all the shows on the SNS Radio Network for free. Once again, UnblockUs.com, giving you freedom online.
0: Watching, we're a unit. The four horsemen are not four individuals. Anytime you see the four horsemen together, it's something special. We are the stunts in professional wrestling.
2: Were you a kiss-stealing, wheeling-dealing, Z rodding jet-flying son of a gun? Well, then you will love. The Horseman Files on Beyond the Bell, your pro wrestling nostalgia podcast. Host Sean Beckerman breaks down the history of one of the most illustrious groups in professional wrestling, The Four Horsemen. Each edition breaks down each year in Horseman history and the impact they played on the industry. So get your bomber jacket and aviator sunglasses ready and tune into the horseman files on Beyond the Bell here on the SNS Radio Network.
3: I don't want to burn horn but two toot. we're the best team in
0: professional wrestling for our history.
3: What do we got JR who is it? where, where? Get in there and get it, bro, just <laughs> break it all. What?
1: This is what it's all about, and you never know who's gonna show up. You think you know him. Holy,
0: what? Oh, my, the rated R superstar,
3: the former world champion. What? Listen to the ovation. It is thunderous in the Phillips arena. After what many thought to be a career threatening injury,
2: care who number two is,
0: so just send him out already.
2: With the 1993 Raw Rumble match, the winner was entitled to receive a main event title shot at WrestleMania. In some cases, the winner of the Rumble went on to win a championship at WrestleMania, while others have lost their title match. On several occasions, the Rumble winner never even got to use their title shot. This all came about, some say, from the 1992 Raw Rumble. When the WWF championship was on the line, the winner of the Rumble became WWF champion. No doubt this added such intrigue to the match that the fans were so hyped for this event that they decided to add the value, add the stipulation of the contendership for the main championship, for the world championship, world heavyweight championship, or WWE championship. To be up for grabs at the Royal Rumble. And which will lead to receiving a main event shot at Wrestlemania. So let's look back at 1993. The Royal Rumble winner was Yokozuna. He fought Bret Hart for the WWE Championship at Wrestlemania 9. Yoko beat Bret for the Championship. And then put the title on the line against Hulk Hogan minutes later. The Hulkster wound up leaving the event as the new WWF champion. Then in 94, there were dual winners, Bret Hart and Lex Luger. This was the only time that there were co winners of the Rumble. A coin toss was used to determine who would get the first title shot. Lex Luger won the toss and fought Yokozuna first. He was disqualified in the match by special guest referee Kurt Henning, Mr. Perfect. Later on in the show, Bret, who lost to his brother Owen earlier in the show, beat Yokozuna to walk out Madison Square Garden as the new champion. Then back-to-back years, 95 and 96, Shawn Michaels was the winner as he lost to WWF champion Diesel at WrestleMania 11. But the following year, he beat Bret Hart to win his first ever WWF championship in the classic Iron Man match. Then 1997, Stone Cold Steve Austin was the first Rumble winner that did not cash in his title shot at WrestleMania. Shortly after the Rumble, champion Shawn Michaels vacated the title due to the controversial finish of the Rumble, with which Austin was eliminated, but the refs didn't see it. The vacated title was filled by a four-man elimination match, a fatal four-way based on the events that took place at the Rumble. Bret Hart beat Austin, The Undertaker, and Vader to win the vacated title. The following night, Austin cost Bret the title, leading to the WrestleMania 13 match, where Bret beat Austin in a submission match in which the double turn took place. The crimson mask on Austin, but made his made his Stone Cold career. It springboarded him to unprecedented heights. But this year in '97. It marked the first year that the winner of the Rumble was not able to cash in a main event shot. The 1998 winner, back-to-back once again, Stone Cold Steve Austin. He went on to fight the other back-to-back winner, Shawn Michaels, in the main event that featured Mike Tyson as the special enforcer at ringside, which of course led to Steve Austin winning his first ever WWF championship and the Austin era officially began. Leading us to 1999, winner Vince McMahon. The night after winning the Rumble, Vince gave up his title shot so that his friend The Rock didn't have to defend the title at WrestleMania. Commissioner Shawn Michaels declared that since Vince vacated the title, well, the title shot, that Austin would get the title shot since he was the last man eliminated from the match, thus becoming the winner of Of that contendership. The controversy was settled. In a steel cage match. Between Vince and Austin. In which the Big Show. Paul White made his WWF debut. But Austin won the match. To get the title shot. And used it to beat The Rock. At Wrestlemania 15. Then let's go to the 2000 edition. Winner. The People's Champ The Rock. The Rock lost his title shot. To Big Show at No Way Out but the main, the main event was later changed into a match that featured a member of the McMahon family represent one of the wrestlers in the match. McMahon in every corner, a fatal four-way match for the title. Elimination style, WWE champion Triple H successfully defended the title at WrestleMania 2000 against The Rock, Big Show, and McFoley, as Vince, Stephanie, Shane, and Linda were in respective corners. The 2001 winner, of course... Once again, Stone Cold Steve Austin, a three time Royal Rumble winner. He used his title shot to win the title back from The Rock at WrestleMania 17. Arguably the greatest WrestleMania of all time and one of the greatest main events in WrestleMania history. In 2002, the winner, the game Triple H, making his return to the WWF after his quad injury. On the road to WrestleMania, Triple H lost and then regained his title shot to Kurt Angle. Triple H then went on to beat Chris Jericho for the undisputed championship at WrestleMania 18. Then, 2003, Brock Lesnar went on to win the WWE Championship from Kurt Angle at WrestleMania 19. Then in 2004, I was there to witness Chris Benoit winning the Royal Rumble, and Chris was the first Rumble winner to switch brands. By doing that, he also became the first wrestler to use his Rumble victory to try to win the World Heavyweight Championship, previously the WCW title, rather than the WWE Championship. Shawn Michaels was not happy about this and knocked out the Crippler. He proceeded to sign Benoit's WrestleMania contract, thus a ruling determined that Shawn Michaels would be added to the title match. At WrestleMania 20, Chris Benoit beat Triple H and Shawn Michaels to win the World Heavyweight Championship in Madison Square Garden. 2005, the animal Batista used his title shot to win the World Heavyweight Championship from Triple H. This was the culmination of an excellent storyline of the breakup of evolution, and the former friends turning foes. 2006, Rey Mysterio lost his title shot to Randy Orton at No Way Out. SmackDown GM Teddy Long decided to add Rey to the world title match at WrestleMania 22, creating another triple threat match. And in that match, Rey Mysterio beat Randy Orton and Kurt Angle to win his first World Heavyweight Championship all in spirit of the late Eddie Guerrero. 2007, The Undertaker used its title shot to beat Batista at WrestleMania 23 for the World Heavyweight Championship in one of the best WrestleMania matches. Then John Cena won in 2008 and decided to use his title shot early and has challenged Randy Horton to a WWE Championship match at No Way Out. He couldn't wait for WrestleMania. He won that match via DQ, but not the title. At WrestleMania 24, Cena lost a triple threat match against champion Randy Orton and Triple H. That was in Orlando, Florida. 2009, Randy Orton lost to WWE champion Triple H at the 25th anniversary of WrestleMania. Then, in 2010, the Rated R Superstar Edge made his surprising return and won the Rumble, but losing to World Heavyweight Champion Chris Jericho at WrestleMania 26. In 2011, Alberto Del Rio won the Rumble, but lost to World Heavyweight Champion Edge at WrestleMania 27, in which was Edge's last match in professional wrestling before he retired. In 2012... Sheamus won the Royal Rumble as Sheamus eliminated the surprising return of Chris Jericho. That led to Sheamus winning in just 18 seconds at WrestleMania, defeating World Heavyweight Champion Daniel Bryan. Bro kick 1-2-3, Sheamus was the new World Heavyweight Champion. In 2013, John Cena once again won the Royal Rumble, becoming a two-time winner leading to his historic matchup against The Rock at WrestleMania 29, in which he defeated The Rock after losing the year prior to become the WWE champion. Then, in 2014, the animal, Batista, made his historic return from Hollywood to win the Rumble match, as most thought he would win, but the WWE Universe... All fans alike were chanting for Daniel Bryan, who was not even in the match. Batista would go on to a triple threat match as Daniel Bryan was added as he beat Triple H earlier in the evening at WrestleMania 30, in which champion Randy Orton would take on Batista and Daniel Bryan in a triple threat match. But this also marked the combination, the combining of and the unification of the World Heavyweight Championship and the WWE Champion. This was signified that the Royal Rumble winner would no longer have to choose between brands or titles in which to contend for. Daniel Bryan, Batista, Randy Orton will go head-to-head-to-head to head to head. triple threat match at WrestleMania 30, which led to Daniel Bryan finally becoming World Heavyweight Champion. So as we cover the history of the Rumble winners, a lot successful, a lot could be unsuccessful, some disappointing, and others didn't even get their opportunity at the main event of WrestleMania. Nevertheless, the Raw Rumble signifies a pivotal moment in any superstar's career that is lucky enough to win this historic matchup. And after this quick timeout, Our third segment as we cover the facts and stats of the Royal Rumble. Stay with us. I don't consider myself a normal podcast host. I like to think of positives in wrestling before I strike judgment. Brian Maverick Bertrand. I just feel that everyone deserves to have a second, third, fourth, fifth chance if they learn from their mistakes. Running the rope. Do I consider CM Punk a crybaby? No, because he would have done exactly what everyone else in the entire world would have done in his situation. Hey guys, Brian Maverick, Bertrand here. You can catch all the live recorded episodes of Running the Robes every week with the special broadcasts on Thursdays right here on the SNS radio network. Can I just get an intern that's not going to accidentally sabotage my show for once?
3: <laughs> I mean, come on.
0: Opportunity. It comes in many forms. But once a year, it doesn't get any bigger. It is now time for the Royal Rootball. For the past 27 years, The Royal Rumble has been a proving ground. With 30 of WWE's best and brightest compete for a guaranteed WWE World Heavyweight Championship match at WrestleMania. The objective of the match is simple. Elimination. Easier said than done for the 782 entrants who've shared a similar fate. Look at this! Are you kidding me? Just remember, two feet must hit the floor. What in the world? Hope he's still alive! Eliminating superstars came natural for WWE Hall of Famer Shawn Michaels, who still holds the all-time record for total eliminations at 39.
3: How does he do that?
0: One shy of the Heartbreak Kids record is Cade. The corporate monster has 38 eliminations, over 15 Royal Rumbles. And in 2001, Kane tossed out an impressive 11 competitors. But records are made to be broken. Just ask Roman Reigns. What a
2: showing by Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns with 12 eliminations sets a new record for most
0: eliminations in a Royal Rumble match. Will Reigns make history again? Believe that. 216,557 pounds, or over 108 tons, is the astronomical mass of humanity that has competed in the Royal Rumble match. Of those, nine superstars won in their Rumble debut. 43 entrants are WWE Hall of Famers, and a total of 26 different nations have been represented. Don't forget, for the first time ever, the Royal Rumble will broadcast live on the WWE Network to over 170 countries. Plus, a remarkable 470,822 members of the WWE Universe have been in attendance to witness a number of unforgettable moments. Including three record-setting stone cold victories. Oh hell yeah! Historically, time is not always on your side in the Royal Rumble.
1: What? It's about a of record? Hey, he didn't even last two seconds. About a second and a half. He How wasn't
0: ready. However, in 2006. Rey Mysterio survived fierce competition to set the single Rumble record at 62 minutes, 12 seconds.
1: He did it! Rey Mysterio did it!
0: But the Rumble's all-time cumulative record is held by WWE COO Triple H, who has fought in the match for over 3 hours and 51 minutes. That, oh yeah, that is best for business. Remember, order of entry can make or break a superstar's probability for success. But since its inception, the number one entry has generated the same amount of winners as the coveted number 30.
3: I feel the pressure on my chest. in the air.
0: It's a dream of every WWE superstar to headline WrestleMania. The question is, who will it be?
1: Only one man can emerge victorious. Will main event, Wrestlemania.
0: The road to Wrestlemania truly begins at the Royal Rumble.
2: tonight welcome back old school fans we're reliving the royal rumble this week on beyond the bell and we're going to wrap it up covering some facts and stats of the rumble history Go back, as we did cover facts and stats on a special edition of the Rumble, but we have some updated numbers for you as we get ready for 2015. Stone Cold Steve Austin won the most Rumble matches by winning the 97, 98, and 2001 Rumbles, respectively. Followed by him was Hulk Hogan, winning two, and Shawn Michaels, winning two, John Cena and Batista, all deuce double winners. Great Mysterio has spent the longest time in a Rumble match when, in 2006, he lasted a time of, of 1 hour, 2 minutes, and 12 seconds. Conversely, the Warlord and Santino Marella have spent the shortest time in the Rumble in just under 2 seconds or even a second if you count Santino's marker Chris Benoit is just under Rey Mysterio for 1 hour 1 minute and 35 seconds Bob Backlund 1 hour 1 minute and 10 seconds and then Triple H just a little over an hour in 2006 but no one will ever forget the nature boy Ric Flair's performance in just over an hour an hour and 2 seconds in 1992 becoming the world champion Mr. McMahon was in the rumble for 56 minutes and 38 seconds the same time as stone cold steve austin in 1999 but mcmahon was barely even in the ring during that rumble match the longest raw rumble match was held in 2002 with a time of one hour nine minutes and 23 seconds the shortest rumble was held in 1988 with a time of 33 minutes it should be noted that the, that match had only 20 entrants. The shortest Royal Rumble with 30 entrants was in 95 with a time of 38 minutes and 39 seconds in which the entrants entered at 60 second intervals as opposed to the 1 to 2 minute. The longest cumulative time spent in the Royal Rumble goes to Triple H, 3 hours, 51 minutes and 32 seconds. Shawn Michaels is just under him for 3 hours and 42 minutes, Mysterio 3 hours and 19 minutes, Chris Jericho and Kane little over 3 hours. The shortest time spent in a single Royal rumble of course goes to Santino and the Warlord close neck and neck. Owen Hart and Mo had 3 seconds. Bushwhacker Luke like I mentioned earlier was was 4 seconds. Jerry the King Lawler right behind him with 4 seconds and so on. The most eliminations in a single Royal rumble Goes now to Roman Reigns with 12, when previously Kane held the record with 11. The total eliminations cumulative, that goes to the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, with 39 eliminations in 12 Royal Rumbles. Tied with him is Kane with 39 in 17. Stone Cold Steve Austin has 36 and The Undertaker 35. But Stone Cold was in just six events and had 36, thus averaging 6 per Rumble. The most Royal Rumble appearances goes without a, shadow of a, without a shadow of a doubt to the Big Red Monster Kane with 17, with his first Rumble being in 1996. Isaac Yankum, DDS, so on, to the fake Diesel, to Kane, making his most recent this past year, 17 Rumbles entered. Shawn Michaels is right behind him with 12. The Diva Entrance, China, had two Rumbles entered in 1999 and 2000, Beth Phoenix in 2010, and Karma, surprisingly, in 2012. Mick Foley, in 1998, made the most appearances in a single Rumble when he entered as Cactus Jack, Khan and Do Love. Stone Cold Steve Austin had such an impact in Royal Rumbles that when the glass shattered, you knew something was going to happen. Him eliminating superstar after superstar, he had one of the largest pops in Royal Rumble history. And I would love to get the decibel level in comparison of numbers of the highest pops in Rumble history. Viscera holds the record for the most opponents necessary to eliminate him with eight other superstars directly involved with lifting him up over the top rope in the 2007 rumble he also holds the record for the second most as mabel who was eliminated by seven wrestlers in the 94 rumble earthquake in 90 for uh, Rakishi in 2000 and muhammad hassan in 2005 like i mentioned share the third most by having six men eliminate them three wrestlers have won two rumble, rumble. Three wrestlers have won two Rumble matches in a row. Hulk Hogan in 90 and 91, Shawn Michaels in 95 and 96, and Austin in 97 and 98. Shawn Michaels and Chris Benoit have both won the Rumble at number one, and Rey Mysterio and McMahon has won at number two. The slots theoretically least likely to allow someone to win the Rumble were, of course, those two. Despite the best possible number to draw, the wrestler who entered at number 30 has only been victorious once when The Undertaker won in 2007. The number 27 slot has given more wins than any other spot. Big John Studd, Yokozuna, Bret Hart, and Stone Cold Steve Austin all won. Rey Mysterio is the shortest winner of the Rumble and is the only masked superstar to win. Brock Lesnar spent the shortest time in a Rumble to win when in 2003 he just spent under nine minutes in the match. The record for the most consecutive eliminations is 7, set by Diesel in 94, then later tied by Rikishi in 2000 and The Great Kali in 2007. And there are so many more stats and facts to cover in future Rumbles. Quite possibly this year, that total elimination record could be broken once again. Roman Reigns may he break his record of 12, that record alone signifies that the company has invested their time, money, and effort into that superstar nevertheless these facts and stats prove that this rumble match is special it's entertaining and records can be broken so after our final timeout we're going to wrap it all up and get ready for the 2015 Raw Rumble on Beyond the
0: Bell. Promotional consideration paid for by the following.
3: Hey, guys and girls, this is Ashley Richardson, and you can join me here on the SNS Radio Network every week for SNS Sticks and Flicks, where we cover video gaming news, whether it be handhelds, mobiles, last generation, PC or the next-gen of the Wii U, Xbox One, and PlayStation 4. Did somebody Somebody say 4? No, I didn't mean you 4. Anyway, there's also movie and entertainment news, as well as perhaps the occasional review, and I'll give you the lowdown on whether it's the right movie or show for you. Did somebody Somebody say 4? Look, I didn't mean you 4, just go away, okay? there's also a possibility of other stuff being on the show it could be sport it could be politics it could be news it could be what i had for lunch yeah i don't know but it'll be all for you nothing seriously nothing anyway all that on ssns sticks and flicks here on the SNS Radio Network.
1: Hey, everybody, this is the Bronx Father to tell you about the Get in the Zone podcast every weekend right here on the SNS Radio Network with myself, my co-host, Anthony Farley, and bringing you the TNA recap.
0: No, God, please, no, no!
1: L Train. Check out the archive every single weekend and drop us an email anytime SNS get in the zone at gmail.com right here on the SNS radio network.
2: Well, Royal Rumblers, it's that time to wrap up this week's show. We covered the history of the Royal Rumble. From the worst performances in Rumble history, to the fate of the Royal Rumble winners themselves, to the updated facts and stats of the Rumble, we're getting pumped as the road to WrestleMania begins on Sunday with the 2015 edition of the Royal Rumble. So fans, that closes the book on this week's edition, but get ready for next week as we are officially in WrestleMania season and we cover the history of Starcade. The WrestleMania of the NWA and WCW was the granddaddy of them all, Starcade, and we'll relive the history, I promise you, the history of Starcade next week on Beyond the Bell. As well, next week we will be releasing and announcing our WrestleMania month content for beyond the bell and i'm so excited as they made the announcement that the macho man randy savage is the first inductee to the WWE hall of fame for 2015 i already have it set a two-part series will feature the history of the macho man randy savage and his illustrious career so that will be a part of WrestleMania Month. So that's our first hint of the content for this year. But next week we'll announce our theme content for WrestleMania Month as well as the history of Starcade. Remember, catch us each and every week on the SNS Radio Network at SNSRadioNetwork.com. Tune in and Stitcher radio apps. We are now on SoundCloud. The first couple of Beyond the Bells is uploaded, and I expect to have more coming your way on SoundCloud. Stay tuned for that. All news, notes, and archive shows are also posted at ringannouncy.com and btbcast.com, the official website for Beyond the Bell. Zazzle.com forward slash SNS Radio Network is your home for all merchandise for the network and Beyond the Bell socially at BTBCast, at Sean Beckerman, and at Ring Announcing on Twitter, as well as BTBCast on Facebook. So Let's take it home with some rumbling old school music. In spirit of the former record holder for the most eliminations in the Royal Rumble, and for an extended period of time, he was the force to be reckoned with in the Royal Rumble, the big red monster Kane, and one of his themes a few years ago, was Slow Chemical. We'll take you home with one of Kane's classic themes. So until next week, fans, when we relive the history of Starcade. this is your personal ring announcer, Sean Beckerman, signing off. Until next week, fans, stay old school, my friends.
3: we